All right, you guys, welcome back to another week of the Ball Never Lie podcast. I am one half of the host. I am the coach here. Luke Foe, what up, man? We here. And once again, we want to thank everybody. Appreciate you guys for tapping in with us, man, listening to us, man. Once again, we thank all the, the rookie listeners, and we, we want to thank all the season vet listeners who's been with us since day one. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's a lot to talk about, man. The NBA is going crazy right now, so we're gonna get straight into it. Man, let's let's get let's let's get right into it, man. Let's let's talk about this this COVID, man. We 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 yeah. talked about it before. We didn't know the magnitude of of how severe it would be to the NBA, but as we see, we get games are getting canceled, players are missing games either because of COVID protocol or because of them testing positive of the COVID nineteen. So I just wanna wanna start out and say, man, it's 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 fucking up my fantasy basketball, man. Like um <laughs> like like in our league, like of course all series we hope all the players are, are healthy and we hope that they're they're following the rules that they're supposed to, but the games are getting canceled, man. It's it's setting back the season. And again, I'm I was I was reviewing some of the rules, man, and I think that the NBA has to make all the rules universal to all 30 teams rather than just the cities that they're playing in or that they reside in in order to to try to keep the numbers down to a minimum man it's it's sick i mean we we just recently seen Kyrie out here having family birthday functions with no mask on and we'll get into that whole situation a little bit later but i think eventually the nba is going to have to go back to a bubble rather if it's during the second half of the season, I highly doubt maybe because of the short timing. But playoffs, I definitely see us going back to a bubble. Maybe not in Orlando, but something something in that coordination of where we got to keep these players – we got to keep them tamed. And I hate to use that word because it seems like they don't know how to sit down and just follow the, follow the rules that's set in place already. Yeah, I think it's going to have to be region bubbles and – I say they pick states where ain't shit going on. So I think that's why Orlando worked. I mean, they couldn't leave, but you get what I'm saying. So it's going to have to be yeah. west, east, north, and south. Keep them in a the bubble, man. And, I mean, yeah, you use the word tame, but let's be honest. It, it kind of has to be that way because every other day it's a new video or new news of some player just not giving a fuck. So it's like if they don't care, man, the NBA has to protect their brand. And I'm – I'm leaning more towards the NBA side just because of all the players that kind of just been doing whatever they want. Like we heard about the craziness in Miami when the Celtics went down there. Um, obviously the Kyrie video, James Harden earlier before the season kind of started. Like there's a lot of different players and a lot of different videos that surfaced of players really just not caring. So, I mean, at the end of the day, a player is a player, but the NBA is a whole brand. It's nationwide. It's worldwide, so it's like they have to protect their brand. And I see people trying to compare it to the NFL and how did the NFL not cancel one game. Well, if we're going to be honest, let's break it down because I kind of was on that side too. But the NFL only plays once a week. These these players or the NBA is playing two to three times a week and they're traveling three or four times a week. So it's not really the same. It's kind of different. So you can't really compare that when you really look at the grand scheme of things. So I, I don't know, man. I really believe the NBA has to 
you know, come up with more strict rules, which they just kind of just announced before we hopped on here. So there's going to be no handshakes after the game, no fist bumps at the free throw line for at least two weeks, they're saying. But I don't know if that changes a lot. You really got to watch your players, man. You got to watch the players. And also what I've noticed is that NBA teams are slowly starting to let fans back into their arenas. I don't think that's probably the best thing to do going forward, only because, again, the whole state ride rules, each each state is different. And then also I, I'm i looking at the, the Houston Rockets game when they played the Lakers. And Adam Silver at first came out and said, yes, we we will allow NBA fans to be inside arenas, but 30 feet away from the players. So the 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 COVID or anything cannot be traceable to what's going on on the court. Fam, I'm watching Travis Scott sit courtside at the Houston Rockets Laker game. Why? Money, like man. This, Man, like this, that makes no sense. Like, I, I'm sorry, man. Like, you can't allow fans to be in, in these stands yet until, like we said, either we get this under control as far as just the players and the product that's being put on the floor or until this this vaccine has been taken by, by fans, which I personally, I'm not taking, but that's another story. However, the NBA has to, has to definitely restrict has to stricken up their rules because I also read out something how even if players on the road they're allowed to have a guest or two inside their room if, if it's a, a relative or a quote-unquote close friend come on now like you you really can't have that on the road so I think the NBA will definitely is especially by the break and also through the course of the season just just rewrite some of the rules stricken up their rules because we we don't want to have to cancel any part of the season. We don't have to cancel any more games. We know the Celtics Bulls game is canceled for today. Um, Scott Brooks has came out and said they canceled practice for the Wizards today. However, their game should not be in jeopardy. They just wanted to do it because just to be on the, the side of safety. So hopefully the, the NBA will continue to, to do right. And, the, and not just the NBA, the players will be able to do right, sacrifice, and be able to just hold each other accountable and keep themselves just under control. Yeah, I, this is a perfect example of when they say you give somebody an inch and they take a foot. Like, they gave them the opportunity. Well, I'm not going to act like they're slaves, but they gave them the chance to not be in a bubble. They understand, you know, you're away from your families, blah, blah, blah. The NBA has already lost out on, they're saying, at least $3 billion. And then the players come out and just do whatever they want again. Like, it's kind of a slap in the face to fans. It's a slap in the face to the NBA and definitely to Adam Silver because it seems like he's a fair, you know, commissioner. It seems like he works with the players. And it's just like some dudes just can't get it right, man. And I don't know if we should start, you know, the suspension thing and take away money or what. But it's like you can't just – Players can't run a league, man. At the end of the day, they can't just do exactly what they want. They kind of have to, you know, abide by some rules at least, man. Like, this is just getting out of hand. And it's like, like, what do y'all want? Y'all want to be sitting at home again with no TV, like nothing on TV? Y'all want to be sitting at home too? Like, this is this is starting to get annoying at a, at a certain point. But it's like, I still understand, you know, they're human. So, yeah, they, they can't be stuck in – 
one spot for months, but it's like, yo, okay, cool. Then follow some rules or just say, yo, I don't think we can play this season. And then that'll make even more sense. Like then people would be able to understand it. But for guys to sign up for this and then not be able to follow the rules, it's like, yo, take your money away. Like this is the reason y'all get paid. Y'all really getting paid millions. At the end of the day, I don't care what nobody says, they're getting paid millions. Regular people are going to work for $15 an hour. These guys are getting five, six, seven, twenty, thirty, forty million, bro. So they got they gotta do something right, man. You just hit the nail on the head. You got a job, you're getting paid millions of job, millions of dollars to do a job that people will kill for. And and this is supposed to be fun to you. Be responsible, show up to work, wear a mask, don't touch anybody, stay six feet, and and just literally abide by the rules. Just I don't see what's the problem. Like you said, Adam Silver has been more than fair to the players as far as not putting them back in the bubble. He's heard the players' complaints and their concerns about being in the bubble. So he said, okay, this is what we're going to do going forward. And players have, like you said, just run, run rapidly and just continue to just live their lifestyles and do what they do best. So if that's going to happen, again, either we shut the league down or – we start having fines, team fines, players' fines, suspensions, and and then these players are just going to have to quarantine for extra amount of time. So, again, we, we got the right commissioner at, at the helm, so he's going to continue to yeah. abide right by the fans. And and in due time, we'll get this thing right for sure, hopefully. I'm going to be honest, man. I'm optimistic. I don't, I don't know if we can. I really – like maybe if yeah. you would have asked me two to three days ago, I was on the fence yeah. of oh, we could, we got this, but I yo, don't know that's so now, funny bro. how our roles have reversed because I was the one who said I don't know how we can do this, and then yeah, you're the fact. one who's being optimistic. Man, yeah. it's it's crazy, man. This this COVID this COVID shit is definitely it's definitely one running the league. I'll say that at this point, bro. I like I'm at the point where in the next two weeks I can see this shit getting canceled or postponed, bro. I'm not even gonna lie to you. We have flipped. Totally. I, yeah, man. I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm being optimistic because I'm, I'm not trying to give him my 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 spot, my fantasy leagues either, man. I, I'm at the top <laughs> right now, so if if we gotta shut shit down, I'm gonna be real pissed at, at everybody that's involved as far as the players go. Man, I, I don't. I really don't get it, bro. I don't know what we can do. Obviously, we're not health experts, but at the end of the day, we're we're smart enough to know. Certain things just can't go on, bro. It, it can't, like, I mean. And now, now there's stories. I don't of, know, bro. You got stories of players catching a second case of COVID. Like, this is this is really getting out of hand. Like, this, like the Doc Rivers has said after one of their losses um, over the past weekend, how, yes, it comes. We have a game to play, but it really does come down to these these players, these players' health and, and their safety. And because not just the players, but we also got to think about their families and who they may be interacting with overall too. So again, we don't know how this is being spread. We don't know how COVID is being caught. So you would think these players will move a lot more cautiously, but Hey, some people just don't take it that serious. Hey, it, it is what it is, man. Yeah. But, but one thing I want to do is transition from a little bit from COVID just to the court a little bit. Well, mm-hmm. You you the Brooklyn sports per, spokesperson, man. What's, what's going on in Brooklyn, man? Talk to me. Didn't I tell you I didn't want Kyrie over here, man? Uh, I don't. <laughs> I didn't want him in my vicinity, bro. Like, yeah, he's a hooper, but 
it comes with way more than that. This ain't no Dennis Rodman where he comes to work and, you know, we can't question him. We can question him sometimes on the court, bro. Bro, like, dudes have already missed game winners, all that, man. It's just like, at the end of the day, bro, do you want to play or do you not? We're not about to play this game with you. We're not going to act like you're just some divine force. If you are, bro, go, you know, stop chasing millions and really go change the world. Like, I, I'm not even trying to be like that. You feel me? Like, it's just at the end of the day, I, I'm not here for guys that just seek attention. Like, you don't want to talk to media. You don't want to really play when you don't feel like it. So go change the world. He wants everybody to talk about what he does. Positive. He doesn't want anyone to say anything negative about him. So get out of the limelight. Like, if you really hate it that much, you've already made your money. You've already been in the league five years. So you get your little pension or whatever you want to call it. And go, bro. Like, I, I can't do this. I'm not a guy that's going to sit here and, you know, oh, players first. Nah, bro. Like, dudes got paid millions. We've seen multiple dudes not really be you know, really in tune with media or like media or like the limelight. Like, look at Marshawn Lynch. I know it's a different sport, but bro kept it real his whole career. He never had to force his way out of anywhere. He never forced his way to not speak to nobody. He's never acted like he was above or, you know, doesn't need to even be in the same areas. Certain people like, bro, get get it together and get out, man. I, Brooklyn, bro. Y'all, y'all made the wrong decision. We had a young core. We was cool. I was cool with waiting a couple more years. KD, man, I don't, I don't know how you signed up for this shit, man. Man, I I really don't. And I knew this was going to happen where when Kyrie at first came out, said he wasn't going to talk to the media, where we were all going to look towards Kevin Durant to be the answer for Kyrie's decision or why Kyrie isn't isn't speaking to me. It just pretty much be Kyrie's spoke person. And then he came out and pretty much said, hey, whatever that man is going through, that's what he goes through. We hope, pray for the best. Well, it's, it's, I'm glad to see the video surface of Kyrie with his family because we, some of us starting to question if he was okay, if his mental was okay, what was going on. So we clearly see he's in a happy state of mind. So that's, that's the good part. But, but now, doesn't that make him look like even more of a jackass? Like be, that's be honest, the thing. Bro. That's that's the thing. Like, that's that's like that's the thing. Like you're not showing up for your teammates, and they're the ones who have to answer the questions for you. You're you're not showing up exactly. to work. You're not showing up to what you you claim to be your love of the game. You know, like you said, this is art. This is poetry, emotion for you. But you're not there to play. You're not there to say anything. You're leaving teammates out to dry to talk for you to answer for you. That that shit's out the window, man. I couldn't deal with that as a as a coach. I couldn't deal with that as a teammate. We would really have a problem. And and as much as Brooklyn is gonna continue to say that's our brother, we're gonna support him. Yo, you can only say that so many times and deal with that to the point where you're they're gonna start asking them asking him themselves, yo, where the fuck are you? When you coming back? Like we shouldn't have to answer for you. And and the thing is, his play on the court isn't actually matching up with the actions as far as okay if he was somehow out there dominating the game hitting the game winners that he also called out braun for not being able to make that he said him and kevin durant can can be able to make at any time it seemed like you haven't provided anything positive for that franchise since being there all you've done is just cause distractions call out players in front offices saying what you need 
and and what has to be done. And yet he has not been that that positive change on the court for Brooklyn going forward. And, and again, that's where I have a problem with. And you know what? I'm going to take it even deeper. And, you know, this is just my exact reason why I'm tired of even people mentioning it. But, bro, everybody, this this is like a – I'm even going to call it PSA because I'm nobody. But let's just stop mentioning, you know, the late Kobe Bryant's name, bro. Because at the end of the day, you're disrespecting his name if you say you draw motivation from him but you take nothing away from what he did. Speak on These, Kyrie and Paul George are prime examples. Every interview, you guys want to mention Kobe. You guys want to act like that was just the biggest of your brothers. Like, salute. I, we all know the relationship. I'm not questioning that. But why haven't you guys channeled it in the way that others have? Look at AD and LeBron. These dudes don't mention Kobe in every sentence and not perform or not you know, go by his way of living, even though you, you're your own human being. But you get what I'm saying? Like, on the court, off the court, when it comes to basketball, these guys, ain't, you guys aren't amounting to anything he's done. Not with the media, not in practice, not on the court, not off the court. Like, what are y'all doing to keep mentioning this man's name and trying to keep it in light and, like, you draw super motivation. Yeah, I was watching 10 hours of filming. Man, this guy's just so amazing. Like, I inspire to be – no, you don't, bro. Let's be real. I'm not even going to call it clout because you guys have the clout, but it's, it's just at, at some point, bro, y'all just drawing fake motivation. Y'all trying to sound good. Of course, yo, salute to Kobe. I, w- I want you guys, you know, to always show him love, but not in this sense, bro. Don't, don't disrespect the man's name because at the end of the day, his craft came first. After his family, of course, his craft came first. We hear about multiple hours in the gym, multiple hours calling, learning the game, you know, giving feedback to the younger guys, changing the game in certain ways. You guys aren't doing none of that. Y'all just sit here and say his name and then go on with your day and look like fucking goofies. Like, I'm over this. I'm over it. Stop mentioning that man's name if you're not going to be anything like him. And you don't got to be him. Be something like him. Take something from him and do it. Whatever motivation he gave y'all, whatever phone calls y'all had, why are y'all not putting that, you know, to the forefront you guys want to draw motivation take that motivation for real or leave a man alone for real man i ain't got nothing to say after that you that that was a spot on man again we ain't never seen kobe always come out after games and 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 talk about what what's being said about him or 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 going into every interview speaking on what what this team has done for him or what this coach has done for him is is just suck it up and play, man. And again, like you said, you're right. You hit it on the, on the, on the nail on the head, man. And then just to now transition from from the Brooklyn now to to we brought up a little bit of PG, man. Let me just say this right now: the Clippers are are front runners. I don't want to. I, I I'm a, I'm gonna let you bleed the Clippers in a little bit, but I I just gotta get some off my chest. It's funny how everybody loves loves the Clippers in, in the regular season and mainly Paul George. And this is my thing with Paul George. He just won't shut the fuck up. And, and I say that, what I just say, I say that with all due respect. And I say it because dude, just let your play do the talking. Like I'm tired of him coming out and saying, Oh, dudes wasn't talking about me like this last year. Yo fam, let me stop you right there. We've been calling you out for three straight years in the playoffs, buddy. Since Joe Ingles busted your ass in Utah and you didn't show up in game six for Russ. 
All right, let me start right there because correct and just stop me when I'm wrong. You've been an all-star in Indiana. You've been an all-star in OKC. You've been playing like an all-star so far this year and with with the Clippers. Okay, last year you had double sh shoulder surgery, but again, you ran your mouth so much to where when you didn't perform, you want to resort back to that that shoulder surgery or you start talking about the down part of the bubble. But when you play well, won that one game in the bubble you played well, you said on that. I really have a problem with this team because now fast forward, let's get let's get to this year. You're seven to four. Okay, you started out pretty hot early. Their last five games, they've been three and two with losses to San Antonio, who came in a stable center, ran them out the gym. And Golden State after blowing a, a 20 plus point lead. I want to say it was 22 to be exact. But of course, Clippers gonna blow double digit leads. The bigger the leads they get, the 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 more they're gonna fall. They're the same front runners at the end of the day. And for them to have all this talk about the, the defensive team that they're gonna be and how much pressure they can provide on the team and put on the team, they're 16th in points given up, they're 20th in three-point percentage, and they're tw they're 22nd in field goal percentage overall. So when I'm watching these games, like Zach Levine hitting 10 plus threes in a game. Yo, I, I I like Zach Levine as a player and no fucking way he should be hitting 10 threes in a game, period. Like, when when are we going to realize, and not, when I say we, not me and you, but when are people going to realize these same episodes of the Clippers is is, is this is who we thought they were. They're, they're not going to change their ways. They'll never realize that, bro. Let's, let's just be real. It's always going to be, you know, the optimism because – we're back to those days where when you're at the top, meaning the Lakers, you have to have some type of counterpart or some type of spoiler. And everybody is begging for Paul George and Kawhi to take down LeBron. LeBron has been doing this too long. They've been supposed to move on from him, and they couldn't. He was supposed to be taken out. Golden State crumbled, and now LeBron is back on top, and they want someone to take him out. And trust me, I'm not a LeBron fan, so I've been at that moment too. But man, the Clippers aren't it. You can't you can't label them that. You can't expect that from them because these these guys, other than Kawhi, these guys are all unproven. Uh, you want to call them stars? I'm not even going to call them stars, but they're just unproven players. At the end of the day, Kawhi has went out to a team where he was sent to no man's land and performed, even though that team was you know very good. He was the helm of that team. He performed. He stepped up. He came to LA and I'm not going to say it's his fault, but just the whole era or, or around the team is just not made up of a championship team. It's not made up of you know, even a fighting team. Like you said, these guys don't ever hold a lead, bro. Like, I don't think no lead is safe with them. None. And they've been blown out three or four times this year already. So let's yeah, Utah get Utah gave him the business, and um, and Dallas definitely gave him the business. Like, come on, bro. It's like at the end of the day, I already said what I said about Paul George, but to even deep dive a little more, like you said, bro, it's it's the talk for me. Like, how can you continue to keep doing the same thing, continue to keep blaming things, and not just put the blame on yourself or not just be quiet, bro? And I'm not saying shut up and dribble type quiet. I'm talking about yo. I don't know. We need to get it together. Blah, blah, blah. Do something like that. Not, I mean, if we want to be honest, man, 
these guys aren't really hitting good shots. It's just we weren't in the right position at the time. Like, you're going to blame anything, bro. <laughs> it should is at, at the end of the like, day, yo. Like, you watch the post game, it's like your, your excuses don't even make sense no more. Like, first you was complaining about the coach, but then you got a player's coach who don't do nothing even better than Doc, and Doc ain't good. How you get a guy that ain't better than Doc? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then, I'm, hey, man, I'm, I'm not J.J. Breddick. I'm not Ray Allen. But you're still shooting all the fucking threes like them. But then he's still coming off screens. He's still coming off screens and pin downs, shooting it. What the fuck is you talking about? And then you have one good game. Hey, man, this is what I'm talking about. I'm back. You know, it's going to be hard to stop us. Next game, I don't know what happened, man. You're you're a cornball, too, bro. We got to get these guys together or, man, I don't know. But, like, the media got – like, I'm begging them, bro. Like, please just stop. Like, same with Trey Young. Like, y'all will hype these guys up. And then when they don't perform, you're all confused and you move on to the next guy. It's like y'all, oh, y'all chew man. them up and spit them out. Man, I'm glad you I'm glad you brought up Trey Young's name, man. Cause because let's let's get to that, man. The Hawks, the Hawks have been quite disappointing so far. I mean, I'm I'm I, I looked at the standings. I see if the the season was to end today, they'll they'll sneak in or whatever, they'd be in that play-in round. But in particular, and particularly Trey Young has not played up to expectations at all. And it's funny because John Collins came out and said, hey, you know, Trey Young is running the offense. I mean, it's cool, but it could be better pretty much. And when he said that, my first thought was, okay, when are you going to get traded now? Because (laughs) that's all this is about to lead to. At least you're going to get your money elsewhere. But watching the Hawks play, and they have so much young talent out there. I know this is going to be unpopular, but I'm going to say it anyway. Trey Young is holding that team back. Thank I don't you. care what anybody says. I've I've came around. I've I've watched enough games, and in particular the Hornets game. This showed to me they need a real floor general for that team, for the roster they have constructed with the players they have. Kevin Kevin Horner is a great player. Is a great young player. Cam Reddish has definitely showed from his first to second year that that he can play in this league, and he's going to be a, a, an exceptional NBA talent. And I'm glad for that too. You bring in the players of Bogdanovich. You got Clint Capella, who's playing well. John Collins, who's who's stretched his game out. He's now become a stretch four. But, yeah, we still see Trey Young coming off these screens, just backing the players, jacking up crazy-ass shots instead of getting his team involved. Like, yo, you haven't got you haven't got it yet that you are, you are not just a point guard, but you can get your shot off at any time. Yes, we get that you can shoot from anywhere on the fucking floor. That don't mean that you need to shoot everywhere on the floor just because you have a ball in your hand. You control the play, the the movement and the eyes of nine players out there on the court. There is no reason why that you should be able to make the game harder for yourself and at times for your teammates because he's become he's become so predictable at times. And it's funny because when he gets frustrated, he gets so flustered in his game where he'll just shoot anything. Yeah, he's he's like a little kid still, bro. I I'm, I mean I'm not trying to disrespect the man, but it's like he plays like a little kid. Like he goes yeah. one for ten, one for eight. And it's pretty much over because he sucks on defense. So then he's going to either be fouling or getting blown past. And then he's going to go on the opposite end and chuck up anything. And I'm, I'm going to say this, and it's, it's unpopular, but it's just real. A guy like Evan Fournier is what they need. Not literally him, but they need like a, a shooting guard that's more of a in a point guard's body. Or not a point guard's body, but has a point, point guard mentality. 
in the sense of they're not really a shoot first, but they have the size to be on the court with him at the same time and be able to really distribute the ball. Because without that, bro, we're going to see the same shit from Trey Young for the next three, four years. And they're all they're going to keep doing is claiming he's young, even though this is a young men's league. So at the end of the day, his window could close earlier than he's ready for if they don't get this together or they don't get the right pieces around him or he changes his game. Because like you said, man, he controls the game. But if you look at it, everyone's going to say, oh, yeah, he's a great facilitator. Blah, blah. No, he's not, bro. He really controls the game in the sense of they're either going to lose because he wants to shoot everything or they're going to win because he's learning all right, I got to, you know, pick my spots. Because at the end of the day, he, he's a Chuck King, bro. He, he'll shoot 30 shots Man. and everybody <laughs> will be okay with it. Like, nah, bro, he, he got to get that shit together. Yo, Trey Young, Trey Young don't have the green light. He in the carpool lane on his own, brother. They're <laughs> he, not, not going to make the playoffs if Rondo don't come back, bro. Rondo better come yeah, back for real. now. Yeah, they, they better come back now, bro. They need a floor general out there for sure because – Trey, Trey Young isn't getting it done from that from that standpoint. He ain't getting it done, period, to me. I don't care about the flashy highlights at all. And and it kind of goes back – this is just real quick. It goes back to what Draymond said in one of his interviews, man, how how everybody just glorifies offense and they just want to see the the three the, the half-court three-point shots and, and, the, and the killer crossover and the dunks when, when defense plays just an important factor in, in, in the game, man. And for me, that's why – it's hard for me to watch players and, and root for players. And I don't want to say root for players, but be a fan of certain players like Trey Young because you don't compete on both sides of the ball. And when things don't go your way, it shows you wear your emotions on your sleeve. Either that could be a good thing or a bad thing. For him, he has to control those emotions to me because we've seen where he, when he gets frustrated and mad, you, like I said, you take him out of his game. Yeah, I mean uh... – I don't know, bro. They gotta, they gotta get it together because John Collins wasn't wrong. So if John Collins gets dealt because Trey Young starts to fill away, that team's gonna crumble even more. I, I'm not, you know, I was never the biggest Trey Young fan, but he's starting to get on my list of guys. I'm just not, not really, you know, I don't want to talk about. Not really a fan of. Don't really want to watch. Like, and then the thing is, you pointed it out. Everybody loves the, the three-point shot, the flashy shit. Man, go look at the Blazers. We love the Blazers for what they are, but at the end of the day, when it comes to the playoffs, everybody always cries about them. Why can't they get over the hump? Oh, my God. They don't play fucking defense, bro. You can't like, guard nobody. You, you guys want a team to just shoot all day and then what? Let the other team shoot too? Like, no, bro. That's not how, in the ba- that's not how basketball works, bro. Come play some defense. You know, really lock in, at least try. Like, I can respect a guy that's not good on defense but tries because there's a lot of those. Bradley Bill fucking sucks on defense, but he's trying. And then he's busting ass on the other end. He's still trying on defense, but he sucks. He's trying, though. So you, somebody better, you know, get that together because it, it, it's looking ugly in Atlanta, and it was supposed to be upwards. They got that nice stadium. They didn't spend a lot of money on some free agents. And that's just not panning out already. I know they're only 10 games in, but they already lost twice to the Hornets. That should tell you everything you need to know. If you want to be eighth or seventh seed in the East, you can't be losing to a team that is still figuring it out. Definitely, for sure. We're going to get to them Hornets uh, later, too, man. I, I got something to say about them in my power rankings when, when we tap into that. 
But you spoke on Bradley Bill, man, and and I just want to say, man, is can can Washington hold a team under 120 points? Like no, what no, nope. what like I I don't get how like what's the issue over there as far as like their their defensive problems? Like we we're not gonna speak on 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 their on the offensive side of the ball because they got two two of the top guards in the league. They they like we said before, they're gonna be one of the top backcourts on the offensive side of the ball. They can't stop a nosebleed on defense. I don't think they can guard me or you right now. Like, we could get a, a, a bucket <laughs> on, on Washington's defense at this point. Like, what? I, I don't get it. You lose Thomas Bryant, so that doesn't help at all for the season. And he was playing well, so that sucks. Hopefully – Robin Lopez gets, can't move. Robin Lopez is not that same defensive center, man. He's he's done as, as whatever his role is supposed to be on defense. So – and I like Washington – as far as the roster is constructed, they like we said, we we like Brad Bill, we like Westbrook. I, I'm starting to question. Bro. And when I say I like the roster, I only like like four players, like outside <laughs> of Thomas Bryant, Brad Bill, Westbrook, and and Ish Smith. I love Ish Smith. Besides that, everyone else, I I can kick rocks with. I mean, Troy Brown is good. Rui's Rui's He's still fighting no himself. Burn, Troy not getting He's no not. burn. And and so this leads to my question. Is Scott Brooks the guy in Washington? Or do they just gotta do do should they look at getting a new head coach? See, the thing is, last year they were a scrappy team that kind of stayed in games. And That's what I'm yeah, saying. It was their offense, but they also just stayed in games. This year, I think in hindsight, when you really look at it, this team needs a makeover and maybe it starts with the GM. I'm not even going to say Scott Brooks. Nah, because Scott Brooks' teams don't play defense either. So yeah, maybe like, <laughs> they maybe do need a reshape, but I don't know if you can do it right now. I think Bradley Bill did sign the extension, so he's here at least two more years. I think that – I don't know, because that – I think he, he would have got fired if they lost that last game. Who did they just play? They they won, though. They ended up winning they the game. The they beat the Suns. They beat the Suns. Boom. They should have lo- – no, 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 before that. They played someone – no, it was a son. Sorry, it was a son. If they would have lost there, because already the report came out that morning that he was on the super hot seat. I've never read a report that said super hot seat. but they. Said I've never heard of that either. <laughs> I, I don't know. And then they win without Westbrook, and that narrative is starting to create too, which is irritating my soul. But I'm going to let that go. I just think they yeah. need a reshape. I'm going to say reshape. That's, that's, that's my thoughts. They need a reshape. Yeah, they need something, man. Maybe either they, they, they bring in they they got to construct they got to strip that roster halfway down. You got to build around your, your young core along with Westbrook and Bill. And like you said, we're not going to touch into the narrative of winning without Westbrook because that's just asinine. We're not going to do that today. But yeah. again, man, the Wizards it's it, it, I don't know. Like we, we you enjoy watching them because they're they're fast paced high-octane offense, and not even just with Bill. They got Ish Smith, who's out there, who I love seeing with the ball in his hands. He's he's quick as hell with the ball. And yeah. so, I again, it's, it's just hard, man. They rank in the bottom third, like, every damn near defensive category. So maybe it's a, it's a roster reshape. Maybe they just need to bring in a, a coach alongside to – what's Scott Brooks? I don't know, man, because – We've seen players get along and they and they enjoy playing for Scott Brooks. So that's not the problem as far as a locker room standpoint. It's it's just now just the defense. We 
just got to lock in. And then sometimes it's it comes down to the players as far as this, okay, you just got to have that pride in yourself to say, I'm going to lock down and lock in. But with this team here, I literally watch them, and they're literally just two steps behind the rotations or whatever. They're giving up open shots damn near every possession. So it's it's not all on the players. It's definitely on, on the coaching for sure. So it's it's interesting. They need man. to bring we'll, in a defensive guru or something. They do. They do. Like we've seen we've seen the Knicks bring in a Tom Thibodeau. We've seen just the the effect that has had on their franchise overall where they're playing hard and they're they're looking respectable as from a from a yeah. from a whole team standpoint. So like I said, I know this will not happen, but I just by the roster constructed, I would I would love to see Steve Clifford get his hands on, on a roster like this with a Brad Bill and a Westbrook with his defensive style of coaching with that type of offensive talent. But we know that's not gonna happen anytime soon. So but <laughs> It is what it is, man. Hey, we, we got some breaking news, man. So you were talking about how guys were able to have, you know, guests or whatever. That's no longer the case. So uh, Woe was just tweeting that the NBA players can no longer interact with non-team guests at the wrong <laughs> hotels. So you can't have anybody in your hotel, no more guests. It's no longer the case, man. So there's AKA, been some changes to the protocol. AKA, you can't have these Instagram Instagram females just run up in your hotels now. That has been done. It's been shut down. Yeah, but let, let, let's let's focus back and let's talk about um, these rookies, man. Who you looking at? Who who's your top five right now? Oh man, I, I'm liking this rookie class overall. Just just from the standpoint of of the talent that's being displayed, like like we said from Jump Street. Um, we already know the names of the Wiseman, the Anthony Edwards. So I'm just getting into a, a, a couple rookies. So right now I got I got just a few rookies that's ranked five through one. Um, I'm gonna start from five through one, and some of these names we're we're familiar with, but I think this list is gonna just continue to change throughout just because of how many rookies are balling right now. Um, number five, I got Anthony Edwards. I got I got Ann on there because he's shown early he can score off the bench. I don't know why he's not starting in Minnesota. It's not like you're competing for a playoff. You're in a playoff chase or anything. Go ahead and start him, man. Let him let him let him get better. Let let him go to work because the way Minnesota's are trending, they they just gonna they're just fit in for another lottery pick. And and the crazy part is, I hope it's top three protected because remember they gave up that pick in that Andrew Wiggins trade to Golden State. So it's not looking too bright for them as far as as far as them trending in the right direction. Um, number four, I got Tyrese Maxey out of Philly. I like the way he's he's been performing, and he's had he's been thrown into this fire with the, the cold COVID situation going on in Philly, and he's reacted to it well. He got the ball in his hands. He's been able to put the ball in the hoop. I like how he's been playing. Um, my number three rookie right now is is Pat Williams, Patrick Williams out of Chicago. Great defender, and he got his ass busted by LeBron. But look who it was by. It was by LeBron. And for if LeBron to come out and still give him the post-game praise that he did, we don't ever hear LeBron give any any type of praise to anybody guarding him defensively. So that shows a lot. And also, his offensive game is better than what I thought it was going to be coming out of college, fitting into with the system of Billy Donovan. I like what Billy Donovan has, has done with the young players in Chicago as far as Pat Williams and Kobe White. I like, I like that going forward. But – 
but Chicago just sucks overall. So, but again, they got they got a few bright spots they can look at. Uh, my number two rookie is Tyrese Halliburton, the uh, the rookie out of Sacramento. He plays under control. I was watching a game with Indiana last night. I definitely thought they were going to blow that game, and they probably should have. But again, he's came in. He's he plays under his own pace. He plays under control with a nice style. Gets everybody the ball. He can he can knock the shot down. I don't care how your shot looks as long as you're making it. And so far, he's he's a rookie that slipped in the draft. Also, where Sacramento just they just got lucky and they were able to find him there at that position because they didn't mean to pick him there. And then number one, we got our rookie man. We talked about him before he even got drafted. Lamelo Ball, man, he's got Charlotte playing. Not just him, but he's a key reason why Charlotte's playing at a high level right now. To where. They they they're on a nice a nice little win streak. So again, if they can continue to trend in the right direction, they can be a team that can be able to compete for that playing around. Because as of right now, they're I want to say they're ranked higher than the Atlanta Hawks, who again a lot of us had them high in they our are. rankings. They're six and, and four. They are. Yep, I, I want to say they're about one spot ahead of them. So again, salute to what um, Coach James Gregor got going over there and Lamelo being able to have a damn near triple double. Last Friday, just to bounce back to have another triple-double. And even last night, for him to still have eight points but still control the game by having seven assists and 14 rebounds at the guard position, that shows your fingerprints on the game. So that's just my rookies from one through five. I could have put in um, James Wiseman. As we know, he's playing well up in Golden State. But I just wanted to show a little bit of love to some of the rookies around the league that, that a lot of people don't know about right now. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I got I got James at one, Lamelo at two, Tyrese Hallenberg at three, Maxi at four, and I keep going back and forth with Anthony Edwards and Patrick Williams, but I'm gonna put Patrick at five just for the sense of Anthony's kind of been on a downhill. He started off pretty hot and kind of went down. Patrick Williams kind of has been trending the same direction, the same like the whole year so I, I had to put him there like you said defensive specialist but he's also been hooping on the offensive end he's kind of been the third score when they've needed it obviously Otto Porter kind of takes that role most of the time but he's he's been there enough down the stretch for me but man I, I, I like the rookie class but it seems like the Pistons are probably going to be the the donkeys of the of the next five years, like Kalen Hayes, I know, I know he got injured, but Tyrese Hallenberg would have been amazing right there, bro. Just looking at the fact of every time Fox has gotten yeah. hurt, every time Fox got hurt or or has come out the game, Hallenberg they don't has miss not a beat. lost a step. Exactly, they don't bro. miss a beat. Exactly, man. it's fun to watch the Kings suck. But sometimes they stay in games, and it's because of him. To be completely honest, bro, he plays hard. He plays defense. He's better than Fox on defense. He kind of has a – nah, their, their jump shot's kind of the same. But his quickness, like, it's just a lot that comes with him, bro. It, the 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 Hawks are – I mean, the Hawks. The Pistons are going to look like goofies for a little bit, man. Yeah, man. I mean, I like I like the um, the Sadiq Bay pick. He's also a rookie that I, I went back and forth and adding to the, the rankings list because he's been playing his role well in Detroit. But like you said, man – Detroit missed out on a great opportunity of drafting Tyrese Halliburton. I thought he would have went top 10 in the draft, but, hey, he didn't. Sacramento, 
like we said, they they stumbled upon Tyrese Halliburton. We're not gonna make it seem like they they sought out to pick him because we know they didn't. But just yeah. watching that team, I was watching them last night play on lead pass against the Pacers. They the closing lineup coming down was De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton, and I kind of doubted going into the to the year, but that that backcourt of of having two ball handlers controlling the end of the game. It, it looks really good, and especially because Fox – I'm not going to lie, Fox was making some questionable decisions down down the stretch. But, again, just having that extra guard to lean on and Halliburton, man, it it definitely made a difference. You see, he, he's a smart player, has a great IQ for the game already. He's a great decision maker. He knows when to pass and when to shoot. And that's and that's something that's very key, as, you, as we just talked about with Trey Young. He's someone who's still trying to figure out when to know, when to pass and shoot. And that's something that Tyrese Halliburton has locked in. And just a quick side note while we're on Sacramento real quick, Rashad Holmes should definitely get some, some recognition for being most improved player also as well in that category. He's been bouncing around from, lead, from, from team to team, from a Phoenix to a Philly. I think he's found a home in Sacramento, and he's, he's, hoop, he's, he's hooping his ass off, shooting over 80% from the free throw line. That is incredible for a big. So I just wanted to shout him out and give him his flowers for that real quick. Yeah, man, he's on my Yahoo Fantasy League, and I picked him up probably game two just because I knew they that he's a rebounder. But, man, if you're watching him, he's the energy of that team. He fouls a lot because he's active, but, bro, he's rebounding. I think he blocked four shots last night, and they all matter. He had one of the yeah. – uh, he had that one block when it was like 117 to 118, and uh, was it Victor? No, it was Sabonis. Sabonis had that layup to go up. And it looked like a goal ten, but man, Rashad or Rashawn threw that off the backboard, bro. And then they ended up winning because of his defense. He had four blocks. He kind of held Sabonis down in the last couple of minutes because Sabonis was balling. He ended up with yeah. maybe like thirty-four, <laughs> yeah, something like that. But yeah. but he locked him down, bro. And he he's trending upwards. I seen you know a couple teams won him last year. I think the price will be higher this year if they do move him. I think the Kings should move him just for the simple fact that they, they kind of still need to, you know, grab some capital. They're not going to win anything. They they should probably trade him and Buddy Hill. That's probably their most valued players other than maybe Harrison Barnes if a team wants to risk that. But I don't see them doing that. So those two guys could kind of get the Kings – some draft capital and maybe, you know, take on a bad contract or take on a young guy with the draft capital. We'll see, though. I, I think those two would be traded, though. Yeah, man. And then since we're on the Kings real quick also as well, I just want let, – let me get to this Marvin Bagley talk real quick, man. For somebody mm-hmm. who who hasn't stayed healthy throughout his career so far, but yet his, his pops and, and his camp is asking for a trade – Yo, y'all got to fall back and just shut up because you are in no position to where y'all should be asking for a trade. Uh, Bagley was what pick? The number three. Two? Number three? No, 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 no. It, it was two. You're right. You're right. Yeah, he was a number two pick coming out of a out of that draft. And then when we look back at that draft and we see the the talent, the players that, that he was drafted around and playing with, they're all balling out respectfully for their, their franchises, whether if they're winning or not. But we see Luca being mentioned in MVP talks. Hell, Trey Young has been a bright spot in Atlanta's eyes. DeAndre Ayton, which I don't think he should, of course, has not lived up to that number one pick. 
But mm-hmm. Phoenix likes him. Phoenix is likes what he's done so far. Every time I look up at Marvin Bagley, he is getting shifted and crossed by by whoever he's getting switched on at. And he's complaining about not getting minutes in the fourth quarter. Yo, why should you get minutes over over Rashawn Holmes? He is hooping his ass off. He's not going five for 14 in a game, and he's not being a defensive liability. So if if Bagley really wants to get traded and he if he wants to see a different, he wants to be out there to prove himself, fam, you gotta show us. You gotta show and prove. Yeah, I'm 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 not a fan. I wasn't a fan of him drafted that high because I knew this would happen. I knew he would ended up end up being like you know a quote unquote bust, even though he he's he's decent. It's just yeah, I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not calling him a bust either. But like, but but yeah, man, when it's it's hard for for even for him to live up to that expectation, or for anybody to really really put it to put their their stamp on him, or to really verify him if he can't stay healthy. And that and yeah. for me, your best. Your best avail your your best attribute is your availability and durability. If he can't do that, I mean, why why should he be on the court if if he can't be dependent on? Yeah, bro, it's it's the health, and then it's the simple fact of you're a big man at the end of the day. If you're not playing defense, you have to be a joke kick or Embiid. Like, but Embiid plays defense, so I'm not really calling him out. But if you're a big man, you have to do more than just be able to score a little bit. Be a great passer. Be a great screener. Be Sabonis. Shit, like you guys are around the same height. He's just none of that. He's not. He's like a poor man's Julius Randle, honestly. Like completely honest. Same size, lefty. Same height. Same body frame. A little bit. He's he's a little bit more built than the old Julius Randle. Julius Randle now is pretty built, but it's just yeah. like you're you're a poor man's version, and it's like that doesn't do much for this league, bro. Yeah, you can get spot minutes, but the shit you're complaining about and being a top three pick, hell no. You got to be more than that, bro. Nah, man. It, it definitely – it isn't adding up, man, especially – and it don't look too good, man, on, on his on his behalf by, by doing that. Yeah, I'm not uh, – I don't know. He – like, I'm not even going to be worried about, you know, his pops because every parent wants to trade, be talking, all that shit. It's him, bro. Like, you're still young, but, man, you're – what is this year two, year three? Year three. I want to say it's year year three. Yeah, year three. You're in year three. You know, some guys come into the prime early, some don't. But he he has to step up if you're gonna do all the talking and complaining. And yeah, I mean, we all can be honest now. Luke Walton isn't a great coach, but at the end of the day, bro, outplay. You know, outplay the coaching staff. Like show that. Yeah, these dudes need to get fired because when I come in or when I'm playing, I'm hooping. You're playing decent. You're not hooping when you're in. So even to blame Luke Wallen, it kind of looks goofy. And Luke Wallen ain't even a good coach. So if you're blaming yeah, Luke Wallen real. and you're not showing up, who's really at fault, to be completely honest? Like, I don't know. Buddy and, Hill has more of an argument than him. And then it don't look good also either when somebody like Rashawn Holmes is coming in who wasn't a third pick and who wasn't in, who coming in entitled as someone like yourself who's coming in out working and taking your minutes away. Yeah, and he's a journeyman. Like, he's he kind of just stays in the league because of energy. He's he's like a Kenneth Faree, bro, and it's like his motor is just going to keep going. You give up. You stop playing defense. You stop rebounding. Like, it's just like – and then when you guys are on the floor together, one guy's high-flying and blocking shots – and another guy is kind of just, you know, 
reaping the benefits of someone else's defense. So I don't know. At Just the end of the day, emotions. Yeah, at the end of the day, he got to step up, man. Yeah, man, but. Let's just make a quick transition, man. Well, while we on the West, the Pacific side, the West Coast of things, man. Of course, you know, we got to talk about our Lakers, man. So, so how, how, how they looking to you so far, man, this week, man? You know, new week. You know, we're going to have our hiccups, of course, throughout the NBA season. I'm not too worried about that. But how you feel about the team so far? How do you look in your eyes right now? I'm happy to have Caruso back, man. It changes everything. It changes Thank a lot. You. Um, you know, we still need a big man, but when you're able to get stops with Caruso being back and him able to push the ball up the floor, we can kind of bypass it. Of course, it's going to matter in the games where we're in close games. But, man, who would have thought, especially because everybody said we lost our defense, who would have thought we'd be third in defense and second in offense? I don't think anybody predicted that. Not fans, not players, not the media. Nobody predicted that. So to see the Lakers do that and then to continue to see Caruso grow and kind of be a staple on this team. Now, now we can say he's a staple because he was out and we needed him. And then he came back and we didn't miss a beat. We blew out the Rockets. They kind of couldn't fuck with us at all. We play them tonight. So we'll see how that game goes, but Caruso coming back, him kind of leading the break and, you know, being able to rely on THT and them just having fun, man. It, the Lakers is a fun team to watch. We might need a piece or two, but I'm not I'm not as worried when we're healthy. And we always said it's always going to be about health. So maybe we need some depth, but I, I'm having fun with this team. I, I like it again. It, it's it's a repeat team to me. Yeah, man, you, you spoke on it. AC is back. I think Caruso, and this is probably not as popular opinion, but Caruso has shown to be the most valuable bench player. And I say that because we've seen we've seen him not just in this season, but also in the playoffs in the bubble last year, kind of control things from that from that defensive perimeter. Him and T him and THT out off the bench in the backcourt, I don't see too many people scoring on us just from that guard perspective. Like they are out there locking down, shutting shit down, and then creating easy baskets. We've seen AC improve his jump shot a lot. Like I don't, I didn't think his jump shot, him as a spot up shooter, is very well. And again, like you said, man, we're we're top three on offense and defense, and we haven't even played our best ball yet. I think that's the scary part. We're we're not even, we we don't even look as good as we can. Wes Matthews, he's still trying to find his consistency as as a shooter. Again, I like to see another big out there, just just for a defensive reasons. But but again, as long as we can stay healthy, man. Can't nobody touch us. Ain't nobody fucking with us. Man, and that's why just a transition. I got I got us at number one on the power rankings, man. Oh yeah, man. Let's yeah, we could definitely get into it, man. I you you can go first. It's, it's up to you. But yeah, that's just to get that out the way. The Lakers are the number one team as as their power rankings. But uh, I'll let you can uh, go from there. I got the Lakers, I got the Bucks, two Celtics at three. Pacers at four. Man, I, lo I love the Pacers, bro. Five, I got Man. the Clippers. Six, I got the Sixers. And, you know, Sixers and Clippers, five, six, they kind of flip-flop. I'm not going to totally disrespect the Clippers because we know where they're going to get. They're, they're going to be there. Same with the Sixers. We just bo – both teams we don't know about. We don't know about in the playoffs. Seven, I got the Suns. 
Eight, I got the non-defensive team Blazers. Nine, I got Curry and them boys. And then 10, I I, I was back and forth for 10 just because it's power rankings. It's not, you know, it's not full season. It's power rankings. I flip-flop between right. Hornets and Utah. And the only reason I say Hornets, not because of LaMelo, because of Gordon Hayward. I said it, you know, yes, the first sir. two games. That man and and – you know anybody that feels a different way? Let's argue. He's an all star this year, bro. He's a fucking all star. That's Utah he, Gordon right there. That's he's Eric back Gordon, in his Utah. element, bro. He's back in his element. Like dude is hooping. He's playing defense. He's facilitating. Like everybody loves to just watch Lamelo, but they're not in those games without Gordon Hayward, bro. Gordon Hayward is making Terry Rose year better, bro. Like Gordon Hayward is balling. The Celtics look like fucking goofies again, again. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know, bro. I, I'm gonna keep Utah at ten, but I got the Hornets at like ten and a half, like ten B. Nah, man. Hey, they, hey, they ain't nothing wrong with that, man. So I'll get it to to my power rankings. One, of course, Lake Show got the Lakers at number one. Number mm-hmm. two, I got I got the Pacers locked in still at number two. And like you said, I, I like this team. Sabonis is really taking this game to a whole nother level. Miles Turner is balling. He's looking like the early defensive player of the year. That team is crazy because. We don't get to Victor Oladipo when we talk about the Pacers in like their first three names. Not like anymore. It's 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 Miles Turner, it's Malcolm Brogdon, and it's it's Demontes Sabonis. That's that's their core right now going forward. So if Vo want to leave, I'm sure they have no problem of letting him walk or trying to trade for, or trying to trade because we also got to remember they're doing this without Jeremy Lamb and T.J. Warren. So I'm excited to see what this Preach. team can do when they can get those two players back, especially with the Doug McDermott. Him knocking down shots, the Holiday Brothers—they're playing their roles at a at a great level. Pacers are a nice team. That again, I want to say that Nate McMillan has started and brought up, and that that this new coach has now been able to to reap the benefits from. I'm gonna just keep it keep it like that how it is. So salute to Nate McMillan of, of starting starting that. This Pacers team would not be able to run if they couldn't walk with Nate McMillan. Um, number three, I got I got the Celtics. Number four, I got the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, again, five, six, like you said about the Clippers and Suns. Those are, I mean, Clippers and Sixers, those are a little flip-flop. Right now I got uh, five at the Clippers. Six would be the Sixers for me. I got down. Um, again, seven, I got the Suns just because they kind of fell off to me a little bit this week. Um, eight, I still got the Orlando Magic in there. I like the way they've been playing. Um, hopefully Markel Fultz, even though he just went down with that injury, hopefully they'll be able to bounce back, get Evan Fournier back. Hopefully T. Ross be able to still keep hooping. At number nine, I did put the Charlotte Hornets in there. And okay. like you said, Eric Gordon Hayward is out there balling out of his mind, man. He's hooping. Um, Borrega got Terry Rozier hooping at an efficient rate. I like that. Miles um, Bridges has shown he's continued to get better. P.J. Washington plays a great role. Hell, even Bismack Diablo has shown that that, that hey, he can that's a little bit in his role, man. That's so again, and I I want to be the first to say, man, because as much as I've I've bagged on Charlotte on here, I'm giving Charlotte they they flowers, man. It looks like Jordan is is finally trending in the right direction. Got this turned into the right right direction, getting it right. So hopefully they continue to do do well. And then at number ten, I got the Blazers, and the main reason I put the Blazers. Yo, CJ, we all know about Dane, but CJ's been fucking hooping out of his mind, dog. What? Like, I, I'm, and I've been a fan of CJ McCollum. Like, his handle is underrated to me. 
But now he's added that consistent three-point jump shot to his game. I'm watching the I'm watching the, the Raptors Blazers game yesterday. Before he hit the game winner, he had Stanley Johnson on a string yesterday. Hey, and he then, was giving your boy he was giving your boy trouble last night. Yo, <laughs> he was giving yo, Fred the yo, work. Fred, yo, I was about to say, yo, coming down that last that last position in those last two, three minutes, yo, I was screaming help for Fred for Fred VVs, man. It, it got bad for him. But but again, man, <laughs> yo. We, hey, and uh, our boy Melo had 13 in the fourth, man. Salute our guys, that's, man. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, like we said, the Blazers, we, we know what they can do. It's just, do they want to can they can they lock in on defense, man? If they can lock in on defense, they'll make a little noise in the West. But until they until they do that, they're gonna stay at 10 for me. But mm-hmm. again, man. And then next week, next week I, w- I was thinking about it. I want to get into our 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 top backcourts and our top two guards because it seems like it's a lot of two guards that's that's taking their game to the next mm-hmm. level. And that's and that's been putting on. So we could definitely get into that conversation very soon as well. Hey man, when I look at it right, I just want to ask you: the the Suns, they're not they're not even playing to their full potential, and they're still up there. Like, isn't that kind of wild? Like, it, uh, it is, man. Michael Bridges, salute to him because he's low key holding them together. Because Devin Booker and Aiden aren't showing up, man. Aiden especially, like I'm, I'm looking disgusted with him, bro. Thank you. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, fall into the hype, but you know, him and Devin Booker were supposed to be, you know, we know who they compared him to, the young Shaq and Kobe, and it's like, you know, man, these dudes ain't, they, they not it. Chris Paul went over there and kind of like acted like this was, you know, the best team, but really, Bridges and and Crowder are the most underrated players on a important team right now. Those two right there, they're keeping them alive, bro. The Suns possibly, even though they're seven and four, they should honestly only have like three, four wins, if that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, nah, for real. That's why I have to drop them in my rankings too, man, just because, like, yes, they are above 500. They're top, top five team in the West right now, but they're, they're skating by a lot of teams right now. So, and like you said, Aiden, man, we got to call them out. For, for you to be that number one pick, Again, you're, you're in year three. We've seen what your your draft classmates have been able to do. You got to take your game to the next level. And Phoenix expects to be in that playoff in the playoffs and to make a playoff run. I'm not going to say it starts with him, but you're definitely the one of the main cogs that has to be able to play your game and 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 be able to hoop. Because as of right now, you ain't showing up, man. There's a lot of bigs that's outplaying you right now in the West. So, and then the yeah. same for Booker, man. Booker, you can get mad, call Paul George soft all you want. Hey, your, your tendencies is, is you, he, he's pissing me off too. All right. And the reason why Devin's <laughs> book is pissing me off is because you did all that talk about how you want to be in the playoffs. We, we, we seen, we seen you talk about it. You're not, you haven't taken your game to another level. And, and salute to the Michael Bridges, the Cam Johnsons, even Cameron Payne has been hooping at at another level for his yep. game. So, so again, it comes down to those those two young bulls and young cores of the team. Y'all got to step your game up, man. Period. Yeah, and I know we only talk about ten teams, but I want to salute the Spurs too, man. That team is a scrappy hooping team again. They're fun to Yo, watch. They I, came to LA and they they swept LA. So I almost them, almost bro. put them almost put them in the top ten power rankings just for that, just because they came into LA. Because when they lost to us, everybody was, "Oh man, 
they they beat the Lakers, this and that. What are the Lakers doing? Yo, the previous night, they just whooped on the Clippers' ass, and they bust their ass from the three-point line. So we got to realize San Antonio ain't no scrubs, man. They got DeMar over there. They got LaMarcus Aldridge, Patty Mills. They're young core. They got Lonnie Walker, who's hooping out of his mind right now. You got Kelly Johnson, Deshante Murray. So Pop Pop ain't going to lay down for nobody. We know that he's going to be in one of those teams. Spurs are going to be one of those teams as a play-in team and one of those top 10 seeds, period. So as long as they can stay healthy, they're going to continue to get better, which can be scary for, for a few teams that are fighting at the bottom. I want to ask you some something, you know, before we end, because I was thinking about this with COVID. Can we expand the rosters to not postpone, postpone games? Can we do that? I, I I kind of had the same thinking in my head, and I feel like they should. Like, you you should be able to expand the rosters to about 18, 19. But I know I also know that that interferes with their, 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 their COVID travel numbers, but I'm sure they can expand that also as well when you're talking about the NBA roster, the players. So I definitely think they should be able – that's something that they should look into. That's something that should be in play because if you're only allowed to suit up eight players – that's that's crazy. Like you, you have to be able to expand your roster at at some point, and and hopefully, but but hopefully they'll do that because nobody wants to see the season shut down. As far as the, the fans go, players can players can say that they don't want to see the season shut down. But I'm to the point now, kind of like like you said, man. Until these players start taking action to their own hands, where they're actually sacrificing and they're doing these things that the to to abide by the rules and follow in place. I'm not going to take them for their word, man, as far as they want to hoop. Because the, the teams, when I look at the teams that have been COVID-free and been able to be out there, those are the ones who want to hoop. And, and, and it comes down to that for me. No, they, so they never officially went. They're at 15 with the two, two-way two players. I wanted to be at 17 okay. with two-way players, so I guess that gets to 19. Uh, yeah, I, I think know. they it, should. It's probably logistics. I, I don't know. It, we'll see, though. We'll see. Yeah, man, we'll, we'll we'll we just definitely gotta just sit back, watch, and and just and just hopefully they'll they'll do what they're supposed to do, man. We don't want to see any more games continue to get canceled, man. That's I, I bought League Pass for a reason. I want to see I want to see the Mavs and Pelicans, damn it. And you're not getting your money back, <laughs> man. If it's canceled. It's, it's that, a dub. If it's canceled. Man, luckily for me, I got a good lead pass plug, so I didn't have to pay that 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 crazy ass price. At but we're not gonna get into that over these airwaves. <laughs> yeah, we I definitely paid way less than that, so I'm not tripping on the price that I paid. That's for sure. But with that being said, man, hey man, I just want to say to 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 you, Luke Fo, man, thank you. I always appreciate you for 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 rocking with me, man, doing this, Same man. Same to and, you, brother. Same to you. Man, always, man. And to the people out there, man, for, for taking the time out to listen to us, man, we, we thank you guys. We appreciate you. Again, all the, the positive feedback that you guys give us and how you guys view the show, man. Or, or even if it's not just the constructive criticism, we take it all in. We take it all in. We appreciate everything, man. So salute to y'all, man. And again, as you guys know, we support Protect Black Women here, man. We, we teach and we want to continue to push the youth in the right direction. Man, and and that's it for me, Luke. For you got anything you want to say to the people out there? Yeah, man. First and foremost, you know, salute to basketball. You know, because this is why we do it. We love the game. Salute to everybody listening. Salute to those that support, repost, comment, 
give us feedback, all of that, man. And, you know, we, I've looked at the analytics. We got some people in different countries. So salute to the different countries listening and, you know, comment, follow, do whatever you got to do, man. We here, we going to keep pushing, you know, regardless of anything, even if, you know, this shuts down, maybe we just have random topics or interviews or whatever it's going to be. We, we still pushing through, man. So salute to everybody, man. And we out. Yes, sir. We out. Peace. Click the subscribe button and make sure to follow us on our Instagram page at Ball Never Lie Pod and our Twitter page, BNL underscore podcast. <laughs>